Happy Mother's Day to those that celebrated Mother's Day this Sunday with their family. And of course, happy birthing person's day to the rest of the people who celebrated birthing person's day and who live in this new alternate reality called American politics. Welcome to Church Public. Let's get started. Again, welcome back to Church Public. I am so glad that you have joined us here today. My name is Matt, and I appreciate your support, prayer, and otherwise. We are doing this on a shoestring budget at the moment, just trying to bring you the news that connects faith to culture. There is so much going on in culture. Culture is moving so fast that I'm personally just working really hard to connect all of these dots and help you understand how you can get involved and how you can live in this world and really understand how you're supposed to follow Jesus and exist in this more and more kind of crazy world that's that's happening. So check us out at churchpublic.com, at iTunes, Spotify, Google, all the socials, and give us a like, give us a subscription and help us out if you can. Again, thank you so much for being part of this. So as I mentioned, happy Mother's Day. I hope that you had a great day celebrating. If you are a mother, if you have a mother, and um, if not, uh, I do feel for you, and I know that this is not, it's not always a happy day um, because of some of life's circumstances that happen with the tragedy of this life. So I do appreciate and commend that to you. If you had been watching the news, or it probably wasn't on most of the news. Again, I, I tend to try to find things that connect to our culture, and mainline, mainstream news often doesn't report the things that are, I think, most apropos. At any rate, this happened uh, right before Mother's Day. This was, uh, I, I think, interesting, rather strange, perhaps, if you will, that uh, now we have birthing people. So it was Mother's Day and it was all about Mother's Day. And then uh, now it's not just women who can be mothers, apparently, because now we have birthing people. And I, no, I'm not kidding. This is this is really things that uh, that have happened. So we had some politicians right before the weekend discussing the new oppressed class of birthing people. Let's take a look. I am committed to doing the absolute most to protect black mothers, to protect black babies, to protect black birthing people, and to save lives. How does one of the most medically advanced nations in the world continue to fail black birthing people at such high rates? Let us recommit our efforts and support to ensure that every birthing person across this nation is empowered and feels safe in, in making that wonderful and exciting decision to become a mother. All right, so that was the new oppressed class, the birthing people, and unfortunately that I guess includes more than just women because now more than women can give birth. Uh, again, these definitions just get a little fuzzy and hard to understand. The reason this is important is not that these politicians are fighting for undervalued people in society, because that seems like a good thing, but they're trying to remake society with a different definition of family, men, women, etc. And once you remove, we've talked about this before, once you remove the actual definitions of reality, then you can't actually live in reality and you can't actually have conversations about real things and 
discuss real ways to solve problems. This has real life consequences beyond just the trans sports issue that we talked about before, um, or doctors not knowing whether you're biologically a man or a woman, which is an issue. Uh, e even some reality is bending. For instance, uh, there are people who believe that Caitlyn Jenner, a biological man who now identifies as a woman, can be a conservative or Republican governor of California. And Caitlyn is running to be governor of California. Conservative, by definition, is supposed to conserve values, to conserve morality, to conserve the things of the past that helped society go forward. Pretending that you are a, a woman trapped in a man's body is not a biblical value and it's not a standard moral value and therefore it cannot be, by definition, conservative. And if Caitlin wants to run, fine. I don't care. And re really, Caitlin is probably going to win because that would just be another a notch in the story of California. But to say Caitlin is a Republican or conservative by definition just actually doesn't make sense like th those those are definitions that are, are not compatible then that's where we get back to birthing person because birthing person is not an actual term like women biologically by definition give birth others like men don't give birth so if we take away these definitions and we don't agree on these definitions and these terms then we actually have nothing to talk about and that really is the point that really the point is that if the left keeps changing terms and definitions, then we can't talk about the issues. We can't talk about actual values. And then we're just stuck calling names and it leaves conservatives. It leaves uh, people that are more conservative or biblical or whatnot in the dark physically, like not physically, but figuratively in the dark where now you cannot have an honest conversation about the the ideas or the philosophy or the theology of what's going on because you, you can't even define what the thing is. You can't agree that a woman is a woman. Now we have a birthing person, which can be a woman or something else. Truth, and, and that is clearly the point because once you can't agree on these ideas, once you remove the words and the definitions, then you really can't have a civil discussion about anything. And that is clearly the point. And then you get to the point where in that environment and in this current environment that has been created, the loudest, the most powerful voice in any given dialogue is the winner. It has nothing to do with truth. It has nothing to do with facts. And we see that over and over and over again. Only power matters. Clearly, only power matters. The one who has the most power, people like this who are talking about birthing people, are the people who have the power in this situation because they don't care about the truth. They don't care about values. They don't care about actual definitions. And the evidence is they continue to change the definition over and over and over again. So you actually cannot keep up with it. So the truth is very powerful. And it will be powerful. And I'm not worried because eventually, over time, truth will win out in the end. You can only subvert truth for a certain period of time. But that has been literally the oldest trick in the book going back to the Garden of Eden. We've been a lot of going back to the Garden of Eden lately. But the devil's half-truth to Adam and Eve is what created this original sin in the first place. And these half-truths that we have now...
that yes, there are half the population of humans that can give birth, but biologically we have for basically all of humanity called them women. Now they're birthing persons. And so we're changing definitions again because those half truths take us off the course of, of literal reality and put us into a place where, you know, when the devil says you surely will not die and that was true in the immediate sense, but in the long-term sense, we do now die. And that that's one of the things we've been talking about for the last year. Like we die now and, and death is, is a reality now. Whereas there's some question as to whether death was going to be a reality forever until this moment. But that's, that's another deeper theological issue. But truth is really important. It's really important in your life. It's really important in a biblical value. It's really important in your family and your community and the church. And of course, as I read this morning, even the church is getting in on some of this. I just read this morning that the Evangelical Lutheran Church of America just elected their first transgender bishop in the United States. This is a mainline denomination with millions of members, and now they are in full support and agreement with transgender ideology, even to the point of electing a pastor as um, a leader in the church who is transgender. And this mainline denomination, the ELCA, is somehow pairing this ideology, philosophy, way of life with biblical values. And I mean, I, for one, again, I'm just a human, but I can't understand how, how we can do that. We read some passages the other day about how these two things just don't align in terms of truth, but I totally understand it in terms of the devil and half truths. So as we talked about with the garden and we can talk about with Jesus, one of the things the devil did with Jesus when Jesus went into the wilderness was three times come to Jesus and literally quote scripture to Jesus saying, follow the scripture and your dreams will come true. The devil says to Jesus and Jesus being Jesus quotes another scripture back that is the fullness of scripture and, and represents the fullness of scripture, which clearly illustrates the half scripture, the half truth, the out of context word that the devil gave was not true. And we hear these scriptures, there are churches using some scriptures, there are people using some scriptures to justify actions, but they're not using full scriptures and you, you have to, you can't just pick things out. We talked about this before that if you just take part of the Bible and you take this part and this part and this part, and say, I don't like these other parts, so we're just going to put those on the shelf away, then you're not a Christian, you're not a follower of Jesus, you're not even really believing in the fullness of the Bible, you're just making up your own religion, and as we've talked about, if you have your own thing, then it's not God's thing, and you are now in the place of God. That's bad, that never ends well for anybody. So, the devil has deceived people like this, again, literally since the beginning of humanity and continues to do so and appears to be, I don't know, it, it, it's not necessarily ramping up because, again, I was reading from the screw tape letters the other day that, you know, the, these things have been taking place since the beginning of time, but it feels to me like it's increasing, at least in the way that people are accepting these lies and accepting these half truths and believing them to be the truth or something or not thinking enough to to know that they're not truths or maybe not knowing the bible enough 
that's why I keep coming back to like, it's really important for you to read the Bible. It's really important for you to help your kids read the Bible. It's really important for the people in your community, your friends, your workers, coworkers, and anybody that you can influence, like have them read, you read, don't take my word for it. Don't take anybody's word for it. The words are there. They've been there for, in some cases, thousands of years, read these words and then come to your own conclusions. And I want to help you make sense of those. I've done a lot of studying and I'm happy to help. Um, but you, you don't have to take my word for it and you don't have to believe me, like that's fine. Find out this way. I believe so strongly in the power of God and the power of the Bible that I'm not afraid of you looking into the truth of this matter yourself. I think if you look into this yourself, just as um, one author wrote in the case for Christ, a lawyer who pursued some biblical values all of a sudden found this. And even C.S. Lewis, um, was famously against God for a while, but the studying that he did brought him closer, not further. So I'm not afraid of you challenging, and I don't think God is afraid of you challenging him uh, and, and leaning in. I think a lot of this comes from just kind of ignoring God and putting God on the side or making up your own thing and then pretending like that's real and pretending like that's that's the real thing. So again, when we do these weird statements as as a culture, as a society, like birthing people and try to, to put people into a different place, I really think it's an alternate reality. It's an alternate reality physically because it, there is no such thing. So you really have created this own physical world that's not a world. It's funny to me, ironic, I guess, that the party of science, so-called, is the party that's making up all these words that are very unscientific. And then spiritually it creates an alternate reality because your soul is now fractured from your body and this is a, this is a it's a real problem we talked about this the other day but like you are created either male or female and you have a soul and your soul identifies now again your feelings might be different i get that your thoughts might be different we have we all have issues and we all tend to to lean into things that are not good for us that's just, again, the reality of humanity, but you are made in a certain way and you're made in God's image and you're, you're, you're made in a way that you're supposed to be transformed to be more like God. But if you are doing things that are away from God, against God, making things up uh, that are not physically true, biologically true, spiritually true, then you're not moving towards God. And then you're not moving towards wholeness and completion in who you were made to be. That's just, again, the full picture and the full truth, which this society, which the devil does not want you to hear or know or work through. And that's a really hard place to be. And again, the problem is then we get to this place where we can't even have a conversation about it because how do you talk about a policy for a birthing person? I, I don't know because we don't have an agreed on what that is. And, and again, it's one of those, like, how do you compromise on this? Because either you believe it is real physically, or you believe it's not real physically. And there, there's no middle to that. I don't know what the compromise in that is. And again, it's just really hard to have a discussion that is philosophical, theological, and, and come to, to reality. Instead, what you hear and what you see is you're either removed from social media, which at some point I probably will be, or you are removed from your job or your called names, but those are not intellectual conversations. Those are feelings and those are anger and, and those types of things. And 
that's not productive in the sense that like we can't come to a compromise we can't come to an understanding we can't agree to disagree we can't um, even help each other understand truth if we don't even believe that there is an underlying value of truth to add in to this mother's day weirdness sadly uh we're going to talk about the birth rate and and these studies keep coming about the birth rate i've talked about this before but another study came out i think last week or, or so that many people claimed and and just to, to kind of paint a broader picture through the last several decades that the number of people growing uh, in the world, like the, the, the population itself growing was going to be a global catastrophe and there wouldn't be enough food and there wouldn't be enough resources and, and et cetera, et cetera. And in America, the opposite has actually been true for a couple of decades now, but it continues to go in a bad direction that uh, it, it, the birth rate is going down. The birth rate is going down to a place that is unsustainable as a society. And I, and I truly mean that. Like it really, we're really headed to a place that's going to cause a, a bad crash, a, a bad reaction. Um, many people even projected that because a lot of a lot of people were staying home through the pandemic that the birth rate would go up, but it did not. It did not go up uh, as of yet, and we have numbers even through December. So that's that's a basically accurate statistic, though it may even be underrepresenting the way the birth rate is going down. So. It's not the case. These are numbers from the CDC's National Center for Health Statistics. Um, the birth and fertili fertility rate is actually at an historic low. It's at least as a, at a rate as low as 1979, if not worse. We're currently around 1.6, 1.6 something. And that is below replacement rate. Basically, replacement rate means that more people are dying right now than are being born in America. And that's bad. It's bad economically. And you'll hear a lot of economic arguments if you read news about this and, and see this. And, and that is a thing. Like the, the economy is bad if, if not enough people are working in the economy. That's true. Uh, many people depend on the younger generation to pay for the older aging generation. Social Security is a really great example of this. Uh, and Social Security, basically the younger generation that is working, pours into the Social Security so that the people that retire and age out of it then have enough to live on. But unfortunately, we're definitely not at a replacement rate at this point where we can rely on the younger generation. For example, to put some actual numbers to this, in 1945, there were around 41 younger workers for every person that retired, 41 to 1. So that was enough to pour into this economy and to, to give them social security. In 2018, 2018 now, the ratio was around 2.8 for every retiree. That is a lot lower. And the number is still going down proposed, or, or at least it looks like the trend is, is going to be around two in a few years as well. Um, and again, economy is a problem of this, but there are bigger problems. The, the bigger problems are family-centered and ideology-centered and, and worldview and culture. Like, you can't grow and build a culture if you're not pouring into the children of the culture. The children, to, to quote a funny movie, the, I believe the children are the future. But that is, that is actually true. The children are the future, and we have to pour into them. And if there are literally not enough children, then you can't move them culturally, morally, and I, in my opinion, biblically, towards something more and something greater. There are many theories about why this is happening, whether 
again, economics on the other side that it's just too costly to have children or the global unrest that's happening or the pandemic. Um, but even before that, just that this is, according to some, a really scary place to bring children into. So why would you bring more children in? I would propose that there's actually a more spiritual issue at play in this dropping birth rate. I think the reason, a reason, and, and I think a big reason that the birth rate is dropping is because of faith. And I think that, and, and you can actually look statistically through history on this, cultures that were more religious, quote unquote, have had more children. Because in those in those cultures, in those families, you know that though economy is a problem, though you'll never have enough money to pay for your kids, which is true, the kids bring a value, children bring a value to you personally as parents and society that is higher than just flat economy. They, they bring a, 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 an emotional and a spiritual value in terms of pouring into them, in terms of literally, as I mentioned, the future. And because when you're a religious, especially Christian, you know that you're not worried about eternity. You're not worried about more of the material things. And so you pour into relational things, especially children, because they have more value than the present age. And that makes a difference because then your society is built on this value of again, what I would say, biblical morality, which is bigger than just built on economy. Because when you build just on economy, or for instance, when your worldview, your system is based on just a humanistic or even an atheistic worldview or a Darwinian worldview or Rousseau, however you look at it, then there is no value in children because children just undercut your bottom line and or you're too terrified of adding to the chaos of this world, which I mentioned before, which I think that's the reason that people have that view. I think a lot of people do have that view. They don't want to bring kids into this world because it's too unsecure and scary. But the reason they have that value is because we've lost our sense of who we are in God's kingdom. When you have value in God's kingdom, then children are a blessing. When you have no God's kingdom, as Nietzsche said, God is dead, I think one of the actual issues that come out of that, the actual consequences, symptoms, if you were, is that kids are not a blessing. Kids are a burden. And you see that more and more. And you see that with rising abortion rates. And you see that with lowering birth rates. And you see that um, in another sense, in terms of the lowering divorce rate. The divorce rate actually in America has gone down, which sounds like a really good thing. It sounds like great, the divorce rate is going down, but the reason it's going down is there are just not as many people married. And there are definitely not as many people getting married because the marriage rate has gone way down in America. So the divorce rate naturally has gone down because there just aren't as many people to be getting divorced at the moment, though there still are some. I mean, you just saw Bill and Melinda Gates announcing their divorce over the last week. Um, which I have some other thoughts about we'll talk about later. Because the bigger point is, all of this is based in your worldview. All of it is based on, do you value having a family, being married, having kids because of your worldview and your place in God's kingdom? Or do you come up with some other you know, benefit add to society by having a family, by having kids, by having a spouse, 
And I mean, even if I try to take myself out of my own worldview and think about that, I, I don't know. I mean, what is the value? Obviously, you want love and you want to be taken care of and those types of things. But but at the end of the day, of course, kids cost more and they're and they're a ton of stress and and all of these things. But again, in a biblical worldview, the benefit, the spiritual benefit to having kids, the eternal benefit to having kids far outweighs any of the current economic downfalls or the current stress of this life. And unfortunately, we're living in a society where people just don't care about that anymore. And you can even see the numbers, as we mentioned, the 40s and 50s and the birth rates then to now. The 40s and 50s really were a pinnacle of especially Christianity in America. And since then, we've been going down. And I think not inconsequently, we're seeing marriage rates and birth rates going down since then, uh, and especially since the 2000s with this new generation that just doesn't see the value in family with all of the issues that they've dealt with and, and really this spiritual but not religious fervor that they're living with. Again, without God, I, I don't know. I don't know what they see in it. So I hope that you can first, I'll back up. If you celebrated Mother's Day, thank you. And if you celebrated your mother uh, who, like without mothers and their um, priceless contribution, we all know how much mothers pour into our lives and, and how much they give and give and give sacrificially. So thank you to all the mothers. I, I will definitely say that. Um, but I, I do wanna say that marriage does have a value. Families do have a value, and we need to pour into that more, especially as the church. If you have children, you should talk to them. You should pour your values into them as much as you can. Don't wait for the school or even the church to pour values into them. They'll get some values from church if you go to church. That's true. You probably don't want the values they're going to get from school. That's my opinion, but the more that I read about what schools are teaching and see what some schools are teaching, other than you know language and math, the values there are probably not the values of God's kingdom. I'll just leave it at that. But most importantly, you as the parents, as the mother, as the father, are responsible for your children and need to pour into them as much as you can, these biblical values and these values of living life, because that is going to build the society in a better way, more towards God's kingdom. It is your job. You're with them the most of anybody. And you have a very short window, you know, zero to 18 years, basically, because once they're adults, they're off on their own and often earlier than that. So take the time now. Don't let it slip by because it's very important to lean in and especially during this time in the crazy season where we're talking about birthing people instead of mothers, I hope that you as parents lean into your kids and pour into them for all that you can. And for the rest of you, thank you for listening and we'll continue talking about faith and culture. As always, God bless and keep the faith.